Welcome to the Garden of Favor podcast, where we are committed to cultivating lives and businesses God's way, because when we do, we see the undeniable evidence of His favor. I'm warning you now, be prepared to cry and shout some yeses and amens as we ask ourselves the tough questions and get honest with God about what He wants to do in us and through us for the kingdom. Hi, sister friend, I'm Heather, teacher turned six-figure corporate exec, turned top 1% network marketer, turned living my best life, dream job as a mindset strategist and kingdom blueprints coach for Christian entrepreneurs. I believe your life is much like a garden and your business plays a major role in fulfilling your purpose and calling. Are you ready to get your mindset and your heart set in sync with the Father so you can bloom into all He's created you to be? Then let's grow, girl. Hey, sister friend. Welcome back to the Garden of Favor podcast. I was talking to a friend a couple weeks ago and we were just talking about our lives and you know this what can sometimes seem like a recurring theme pay attention to those by the way because there's a reason for them and I was talking with her about some of the frustration and sometimes confusion around what is the message God you know as I walked through a very traumatic experience in my life several years ago I've been in this season of like okay I have a lot of messages for it but like what is the main message and I feel like I have been in this waiting season waiting for the Lord to kind of give me that oh And he has given me one big, oh, that was the reason. But there's, from another another view of my life, I'm kind of waiting, waiting for this other thing. And this theme of waiting seems to be reoccurring in my life, the middle season. You know, I'm pretty sure you can probably think back on your life and think about the highs and like the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. We have this tendency to remember the dramatic, the big things, but I think oftentimes we forget what it's like in the middle. And sometimes the middle season can be really painful, can be really frustrating, can be really discouraging and can be really full of a lot of questions and perhaps some doubt. God, did you really say? And God, are you really going to do what you said? And are your promises really yes and amen? And when's that going to happen? This message is for you. If you are in the waiting, not the high, you're not at the top of the mountain and life is just wonderful and you really could not ask for more. Hopefully you have had an experience and multiple experiences like that in your life. And for those of you that are in the valley, I hope this gives you some hope as well. But if you're in the depths of despair and you're looking for a message of hope as you start to dig your way out of the hole that you potentially are in, my word to you is, sister, you have not been buried. You have been planted But for those of you who are in the middle and you are waiting, this message is for you because I myself feel like I have been waiting for God to fulfill a promise that he had given to me years ago and continues to give me some other promises, but I'm in the waiting. And what do you do in the waiting? Well, if we look to scripture, we can find some things that are very practical that we can do in the waiting. We can pray. 
we can praise. Uh, you know, we, we those are praise and worship, worship in the waiting. I love that worship in the waiting. But I've been doing that. I've been praying. I've been praising him and trying to be grateful for what I do have and recognizing the gifts that he has already given me, that it's more than enough and I'm grateful for it. And I'm worshiping him in the waiting. And this, God spoke to me so intimately um, a couple weeks ago after I had had a coaching session myself with my own coach and really just crying to her saying like, where's where's the crescendo moment? Where is the, I played the piano since I was four. So I think a lot of things in music and I think a lot of things um, in visions. And so I think of the garden. All right. So imagine this girlfriend, you have a garden, your life is like a garden. And we see that throughout scripture, the garden of Eden, the garden of Gethsemane and gardens is a continuous theme throughout scripture. So perhaps you have this, not perhaps you do have a garden, whether you recognize it or not, I'm going to help you see that, but you have a garden and you've got this soil and you've planted a seed and you're waiting and you're watering and you're believing and you're speaking good things and you're thinking on good thoughts and you're trusting in the waiting. But what do you do besides those things? You're waiting to see the fruit of your, your faith and the fruit of the, the pain that perhaps you've gone through. So I was, you know, working with my coach and, and really talking with her and, and crying to her and just saying, you know, I, I'm, I, I feel like I've done all the things that the Lord has asked me to do and I'm still waiting. And the Lord spoke so intimately through John. In fact, it was the first miracle of Jesus in his lifetime. And I want to share with you what the Lord revealed to me because I, if you listen to the last episode, the month of Adar, and that is on, that's the Hebrew calendar, that's God's calendar, but in our Gregorian calendar, that's February 13th through March 13th. And God is doing some incredible things. It is a month of joy and celebration. It is a month that we get to take off the masks and we get to reveal our true identities as daughters of the high, high, most high king. Okay, so but you're still waiting. All that sounds good and it gets exciting in the hype and perhaps that motivates you and inspires you for a few minutes, but then what? The next day you don't really see any flowers in your garden and you're still waiting. I want to read to you John 2 and I'm reading out of the Jesus Bible. That is the version I am reading through this year. By the way, if you would like to be part of a group of sisters who is who are committed to seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and then trusting him with the rest, um, if you are a business, if you're an entrepreneur and you want to be surrounded with sisters who are committed to seeking first, stay tuned. I have something very exciting coming. Um, you know, and we are one of the things that I really want to do is I want to help you get into God's word and help you to hear from him, not just, you know, for your business, but for your life and for these strategies that the Lord gives and the messages that the Lord wants to give you. I want you to be able to share this type of a message with somebody else because the Lord spoke it to you and it'll bring hope to others. So if you're, if you're interested in that, stay tuned. Super excited about um, clarity that the Lord has given me. This is part of the promise. Um, but let's take, I'm going to take you to John 2 and I want to read to you about Jesus's first miracle. So Jesus comes on the scene in his 30s and 
he does his first miracle at a wedding. If you're familiar with the story, stick with me, track with me. I want to sh- I want to share with you some really key points four in particular that the Lord really highlighted for me as I am in a waiting season and I want to share this with you as well. All right. John 2. On the third day, a wedding took place at Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there, and Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said to him, They have no more wine. Woman, why do you involve me? Jesus replied, My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Do whatever he tells you. Nearby stood six stone water jars, the kind used by the Jews for ceremonial washing, each holding from 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus said to the servants, Fill the jars with water. So they filled them to the brim. Then he told them, "Draw Now draw some water out and take it to the master. Now, he didn't say, sorry, I'm butchering the. <laughs> then he told them, Now draw some out and take it to the master of the banquet. They did so, and the master of the banquet tasted the water that had been turned into wine. He did not realize where it had come from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew. Then he called the bridegroom aside and said, Everyone brings out the choice wine first, and then the cheaper wine, after the guests have had much to drink. But you have saved the best till now. What Jesus did here in Cana of Galilee was the first of the signs through which he revealed his glory and his disciples believed in him. Okay, so I want to take you back. On the third day, there is a lot of significance. Um, Every word in the Bible matters, right? And so that has really helped me because I'm not going to lie. There are some books of the Bible that are like a challenge for me to read and to see the significance, especially when we talk, start talking about the lineage of, of, of people in the Bible or some of the things like in, in Chronicles. And I mean, just, there's just some different pieces to the Bible that I'm like, oh goodness, couldn't we have lived without that? But the Lord continues to challenge me that every word matters. And so the fact that, you know, God wrote in his word on the third day. What else happened on the third day? Um, Jesus was resurrected. Um, Three, think three is the Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Three, like it's the divine it's like the divinity of God. And so there's so much to be to learn about numbers. And again, not numerology, but biblical things. Why would God tell us about numbers? So that's one thing that's cool that he, you know, stood out, stood out to me. But on the third day, why wasn't it on the second day? Why wasn't it on the fifth day? I mean, there's, there's meaning to it. So pay attention to those little things and see what the Lord wants to reveal to you. But anyways, Mary, Jesus's mother comes to him and says, the, the wine is gone. They have no more wine. Can you imagine the panic? The embarrassment. The how am I going to tell my guest I don't have any more wine? <clears throat> like that would be embarrassing. I don't know. Have you ever had guests over and you ran out of food? I always think like resort to pizza. But this isn't, you know, there, there's no um, pizza hut or whatever fast food pizza. There's there, This is not that. And so back in the day, what would they do? And so Mary is panicking and thinking like, oh, what are we going to do? Jesus, help. She knew Jesus could help them. And he says, woman, why do you involve me? My hour has not yet come. By the way, when he says woman, I know that sometimes that can sound derogatory in like, like calling someone a woman, but in the Greek, the word for woman does not equal disrespect. So just to clarify that for you, but he says, don't include me. My hour has not yet come. 
And his mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. Sometimes God will tell you to do things that don't always make sense. But when it's coming from Jesus, God, Holy Spirit telling you what to do, I want to encourage you today, do it. Even when somebody might think you're a little crazy, even when it doesn't make sense, do it. Just like Mary told them, do whatever he tells you. And nearby stood six stone water jars. Again, I have to think there's got to be significance in the number six. Six is the number of man. Seven is the number of completion. It's God. It is perfection. So interesting that there were six stone water jars that they filled up. Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars with water. That's all he said. Fill the jars with water. And they filled them to the brim. Okay. Interesting again, the six And Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars with water. So they filled them to the brim. Listen, these guests, they might not even know. Maybe only a couple guests have realized, wait, there's no more wine. But can you imagine being the host and the hostess of this wedding? That they are like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do in the waiting? The waiting for the problem to, to be solved. And so whatever you're waiting on, just like Jesus told the servants to fill the jars with water, I want to encourage you in your waiting for your miracle, in your waiting for your promise, in your waiting for a solution to your problem, fill your cup, your wineskin, your jar with the living water. That is Jesus. And don't just fill it a little bit. Do what the servants did. They filled it to the brim. They filled it to the brim. The directions were really simple. In fact, they were so simple that I think I would probably have felt like, what what are you doing? This is silly. Sometimes Jesus... God will ask you to do things that don't make sense. But like Mary said again, do whatever he tells you. Fill your cup, your life, your heart, your mind. Fill it to the brim with the living water, with Jesus. Spend time with the Lord and fill your cup with him. Because his next direction said, well, then he told them, draw some out and take it to the master of the banquet. When you fill your cup to the brim, you can then overflow to other people, the people around you, the people in your home, the people at your job, the people who are connected with you online. When you are filled up, you're not pulling from a half-filled cup or an empty cup. You're filled to the brim with goodness and with hope and with joy and really the fruit of the spirit should be evident right love joy peace patience kindness faithfulness gentleness and self-control that has been my prayer many days as a mother father holy spirit head to toe fill me from head to toe i need more of that i need more of that well where do we get more of that when we fill ourselves up and when we are connected to 
the Holy Spirit and, and and Jesus, who is the living water. Think of the woman at the well. And he said, if you have, you don't even know of the water that you can drink of that will, ne- you will never go thirsty. All right. So we read on and it says in verse seven or verse nine, they did so. And the master to the banquet tasted the water that had been turned into wine. He did not realize where it had come from. Though the servants who had drawn the water knew, then he called the bridegroom aside and said, everyone brings out the choice wine first and then the cheaper wine after the guests have basically gotten drunk or have had too much to drink, right? They don't, they, you don't, they don't even know the difference between good and uh, any regular wine. And I am not condoning getting drunk. That is not in scripture, but I do, I do love me a, a glass of red wine. And by the way, I used to not like red wine, but after having kids, I like red wine uh, and I don't really like white. Anyways, but you have saved the best till now. Your new wineskin should be filled to the brim with the living water in order to overflow your fruit to others to be able to share. But here is what the Lord spoke so deeply to me. Is that God saves his best for last. God takes us from glory to glory. It's as if he saves his best for last in your life. And so if you can think back on a time in your life where perhaps you even refer to them as your glory days. And you think, man, these those were the glory days. Didn't have any worries or life was good or life came easy then. Well, according to scripture, God does tell us that he takes us from glory to glory in 2 Corinthians 3.18. I'm going to read it to you from the AMPC version. It says, and all of us as with unveiled face, because we continue to behold in the word of God, as that's where you can get filled up, right? As in a mirror, as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord are constantly being transfigured into his very own image in ever increasing splendor and from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord who is the spirit. He takes us from glory to glory. And I know that somebody is listening to this feeling like you've already lived your glory days. And that is not true. Not only uh, God promises to take us from glory to glory. And sometimes this side of heaven, we don't always see it, but God promises that. Jesus takes our not enough and he turns it into more than enough. So when you feel like you don't have enough left, look at what God did. Jesus took the emptiness of them, filled it up had them fill it up with water. And, and there, there is, there's uh, some really key points here. Jesus didn't just fill the jars with water himself. He, there is action that needs to be taken from you in order to be taken from glory to glory. And I don't mean from an, uh, a works-based place, but from an obedience-based place. Having intimacy with the Lord to be able to hear his voice so that he tells you what he wants you to do and then you do it next. Not because you have to, not because you need to, but because you get to partner with the creator of the universe and you get to work with him so that he can take you from glory to glory. He saves his best for last. And so what do you do in the waiting? You listen to whatever he tells you to do, even when it doesn't make sense. 
And in the meantime, you are filling your cup to the brim with the living water. How do you do that? You get into God's word. You spend time with him. Pray, talk with the Lord, journal, write to the Lord. That's just another way of talking with the Lord. We just write it. And there's something that happens in our brains when we take it from our brain and our either our conscious or our subconscious and we actually put it on paper. And then we share whatever that is with other people. They said, draw some out and take it to the master. And he saves his best for last. Sister friend, you haven't seen anything yet. God takes us from glory to glory. Our part is to be obedient, do whatever he says in the, in the waiting, and to fill ourselves to the brim with God's truth, with God's love, with, with the living water. Oh, how good is that? How good is that? And I just, I wept as I read this, like, oh my goodness, God, you are so good. You are so good. And he promises to take us from glory to glory. But there's a part that we play in that instead of just sitting around twiddling our thumbs or crying about it or complaining about it. No, we can take action and we can take part in that. And that's one, obeying whatever he says, no matter how crazy it might sound. And the Lord has asked me to do some crazy things. I've shared a little bit of that with you um, on this on this podcast. Like, I feel like the Lord has really stretched me and it's almost like a, a testing. Like, do you, do you hear me? And are you going to obey? God, give me eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart to obey. One thing to have the eyes to see and the ears to hear. It's a whole other thing to have the heart to actually obey. So obey what, no matter what it is. And even if it sounds silly or weird or, you know, if he, if, I don't know, if he prompts you. I've heard incredible stories about the Holy Spirit, like, prompting someone to give somebody a hug that they didn't really know. Um, and... And, and the testimony of this woman was that she she was fighting, like, no, that is weird. I don't know her. I'm not going to give her a hug. But when she gave her a hug, the woman started crying and just really sobbing. And she was like, oh, she said, I'm sorry, this might seem awkward, but can I give you a hug? I really feel like the Holy Spirit is telling me to give you a hug. And this woman starts crying and she says, I have been praying to God and asking him if he is real, that he would send someone to give her a hug or that he or that he would give her a hug in in some way and so this just really this totally rocked this woman's world like she knew that god was real so whatever god is asking you to do even no matter how crazy it sounds do it because the lord has a purpose for that and perhaps he's saying hey do you hear me one and will you listen once you hear me and in the meantime, fill your cup to the brim, fill your jar to the brim full there. You cannot have too much Jesus. You know, they, the saying that there is anything too much of anything is not a good thing except Jesus. Come on now. Like he is the only thing that you can't get enough of. You, you can't, you cannot overdose on Jesus. So fill your cup to the brim in the waiting and trust him and, and, and praise him in the waiting worship in the waiting thank him for what you do have thank him for the promises that are ahead yes and amen are his promises not maybe i'll see about it yes and amen so can we as sisters encourage each other as we are waiting for god's promises 
that he does take us from glory to glory. He saves the best to last. And he will take what feels like right now is not enough and it's not it's not satisfying to you. He will take it and he will make not only enough, but he will he will make it the best. So give him what you have. Obey and fill your cup up and get ready for what the Lord is about to do in your life. Father, thank you for this message. Thank you for the example of Jesus and that we get to read about all that he did. Father, thank you for this first miracle. I pray for the ears that are listening to this, who the woman who has felt like she has already lived her glory days. She has already experienced the best season of her life. Father, I pray that she starts to believe and see and declare that she has seen nothing yet. Father, you promised to take us from glory to glory, refining us to be more like you. Lord, that our best days are ahead of us. We do not fear the future, but we celebrate and we are expectant and excited for all that you have in store for us. Father, give us new eyes to see clear ears to hear and hearts to obey no matter what you are asking us to do and in the process help us to fill our cups to the brim with your living word your promises as those are the things that we want to store in our hearts as we wait on you in your perfect timing that we do what you have asked us to do in our waiting god we love you we thank you we praise you And we are excited for what you are doing. And we ask all of this in your precious and holy name. Amen.